Vocational education has been on the decline in American high schools for several decades, a byproduct of state efforts to ramp up academic requirements for high school graduation. Many praise the shift, arguing that vocational courses too often lure capable students away from college and into dead-end jobs. Yet others worry that vocational courses are just what some students need to transition successfully to adulthood. So just how does vocational coursework affect high school students' chances of completing college and their subsequent earnings? Is it an off-ramp to college or a different, more streamlined path to adult success? I'm Marty West, editor of Education Next, and my guest today is Kevin Stang, Associate Professor of Public Policy at the University of Michigan. Along with Daniel Kreisman of Georgia State University, Kevin is the author of Depth Versus Breadth, The Value of Vocational Education in U.S. High Schools that will appear in the Fall 2019 issue of the journal and is available now at educationnext.org. Kevin, welcome to the EdNext podcast. Thanks. It's great to be with you, Marty. So one of the things I was most surprised to learn from your study is just how widespread vocational coursework remains in American high schools. Despite the decline that I mentioned at the outset, you write that the vast majority of American students still take at least one vocational course in high school and roughly half take the equivalent of one vocational course each year. What implications does this have for how we should think about vocational education? Yeah, it's a great point. That is something that we were initially surprised by as well. Um, just, I mean, we, we as we documented the, you know, declines in vocational education course taking, as you described, um, despite that, uh, it's still very common. And, and most people are taking at least one. In fact, almost everybody's taking at least one. And many people, as you said, are taking, um, you know, four or so. Um, and uh, I think, you know, one implication is that there's just a lot of um, variability in, in students' experience. So some teach, some students are taking one or two courses that are kind of unrelated. Um, others in the same school um, uh, with the same set of offerings are taking, you know, four courses, which are nice and neatly aligned. Um, and so I, I think of this as, as um, you know, providing opportunities that there actually are a lot of um, uh, opportunities and choices for um, for students uh, to, to specialize and, and and experience vocational education in American high schools. And as you suggest there, there are opportunities to learn because these patterns of course taking differ. One of the ways in which there's variation that you all call attention to in the article deals with different types of vocational courses, whether they're introductory or advanced, and the advanced ones tend to sort of uh, be on a particular track where students will specialize in a given field. Help us understand that distinction. Yeah, I think um, I think that the old model of uh, of uh, a career uh, career shop where students sort of go and work in the auto shop or the metal shop, that type of CTE or vocational education um, is pretty outdated. That notion, um, and that a lot of uh, what now what we think of as book as we think of as vocational education is really um, is that, but also uh, exposure to healthcare industries and the uh, business industries and IT, um, and it's quite variable. Um, and, and I think many states and, and schools have sort of set up, um, I think actually in response to um, kind of emerging uh, research on the topic and consensus that you actually want uh, these programs to be tied to particular uh, kind of careers and paths rather than just kind of a smattering of, of skills that are unrelated to each other that don't really build on each other. So there's still a lot of vocational course taking, but 
as you noted, American students have increasingly been shifting away from vocational coursework. You all point out that right. the number of vocational credits students complete fell by about 14% between 1990 and 2009 as students began to complete more academic coursework in its place. And, you know, I see your study as largely an effort to say what we should make of this development. So tell us a bit about the data that you used uh, to do so. Sure. Um, so we we were interested in taking up a, a kind of a big picture view of this topic. Um, and so we want to look at patterns that were sort of happening around the country, um, not just in one school district or one school or even one state. Um, and so uh, we worked with a data set called the National Longitudinal Survey of Youth, um, which follows a, a representative sample of um, American high school or American youth uh, in a given time period. So these were students that were 12 to 17 years old in the late 90s, um, and it follows them every year um, and understands how their life sort of unfolds. and. Uh, and they're in both their career and their personal lives, um, were able to uh, track their educational uh, histories in high schools through their transcripts and also follow them into the labor market. We could see uh, how many are working, did they go to college, uh, what type of job are they working in, how much they're earning, um, these kinds of things up until present day. Um, and when we did the study, the students were in their, you know, in their mid-30s. I guess they're no longer students. So let's start with the basics then. Who is taking vocational courses and what are they studying? Yeah, um, so back to our, our earlier uh, point, um, you know, surprisingly, basically everybody's taking vocational education. Um, I think back to my own high school experience, uh, I took a bunch of uh, uh, drafting courses, which then led into kind of some architecture kind of related courses. I ended up not being an architect, um, but uh, uh, that was available to me in my high school. It was very big. Um, so everybody's taking uh, these courses. Uh, they tend to, um, uh, students tend to uh, track a little bit themselves, um, students that, that don't, aren't quite as successful in the academic, the core academic courses of math and English um, tend to take a bit more vocational courses um, as they become 11th and 12th graders. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, but the extent to which they specialize and sort of take um, a series of vocational courses that are aligned um, in a, a certain field, um, that actually is, is um, not uh, well predicted by you know, how well they do in their early years in high school. One of the conclusions uh, that you and Daniel draw from the study, and I'll quote you here, is that students tend to enroll in vocational classes based on whether such options are available to them suggesting that the commonly held belief that marginal students are funneled into such classes is untrue. How does that finding come out of your analysis? Right, and I think we, um, I think what we find is it's not, I think we, this was sort of coming from the place, the, the criticism that has been leveled on these type of courses is that we're gonna take all the students who are not doing well in the academic courses and just sort of funnel them into these career courses. Um, and in fact, uh, there are some broad patterns in which that's true. Um, you know, the students that struggle a bit um, early on tend to take a bit more vocational courses, but, um, but you see a lot of variation of experience, that it's not just the students that are uh, struggling, you know, in their first two years academically that, get, that, that take these courses, that it's, um, uh, it's many students, even sort of some high-achieving students. Um, and it's not just people that don't go to college, but it's, in fact, many students that go to college take these courses, too. Um, and so uh, I think we were sort of 
wanted to um, combat that that narrative that these are just uh, this is just a path for students that are not doing as well in the academics and actually put a, a positive spin on it. These are um, courses that are available to at many high schools. Um, maybe exactly what's available is uh, differs, but um, and and uh, students tend to use them um, uh, somewhat unrelated to their their academic success in other courses. And that seems to be the, particularly the case, as I understand it, for those more advanced vocational courses, the ones at the end of pathways that build on introductory courses there, it seems like you didn't find much of a relationship at all with students' academic success in their uh, academic courses. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and, you know, I'm, I, that can be, there can be a positive and negative spin on that. I mean, on the positive front, that means um, you know, sort of the low, uh, you know, not doing as well um, academically in your first couple years of high school is not a deterrent, you know, is not a barrier to actually uh, taking these courses and, and doing well in them. Um, uh, the kind of the negative spin, I guess, is, is saying if this is a, a set of courses that we sort of hope are um, being particularly made available to students that struggle academically, they don't seem to be taking advantage of it um, any more than anybody else. Um, so I think a, a bit further research needs to be done to to, to figure out which of those narratives is kind of more more um, more of the story. So let's turn now to how students who take more vocational courses fare later in life, which is really your main focus in the paper. Uh, and let's start first with college enrollment and completion. Are students who take vocational courses less likely to complete college? You know, we don't really find that, um, and even uh, and depending a little bit on, on which model um, we look at, we find that um, students that take sort of high, uh, that take more of the sort of high-level vocational courses may even be sort of slightly more likely to get a, a college degree. Um, we, we do find that there is, there might be a slight shift from, uh, among students that take sort of more vocational courses that, that looks like it might be associated with um, uh, movement towards uh, uh, two-year colleges away from four-year colleges. It's not a huge effect and it's not significant, um, but that might be the case. But we don't find, um, you know, we don't find sort of large effects on on, uh, on graduation per se. Um, and so we, we think of this as a positive thing. I mean, I think one criticism of vocational um, education in high school was that this was going to not prepare you to, for college and be a barrier for you going to college. Um, and it doesn't look like that's the case. It doesn't look like we see a lot of students that are um, deterred from going to college um, uh, because of this. Um, and actually, in fact, um, you know, I'll say that uh, um, you know we've seen some uh, some states where um, you see these kind of similar patterns. Uh, so uh, taking um, looking at some of the work that recently in Tennessee, um, there they find people that sort of focus or are vocational concentrators. Um, they uh, are were sort of more like less likely to go to college than people that weren't vocational concentrators. But actually, once uh, community college was made free, um, they increased their college enrollment quite a bit. Now, actually, now they're quite comparable in terms of their college going rates as students that um, did not concentrate in uh, in CTE. And so we think of this as as um, this is definitely um, these courses definitely do not. Um, uh, not prepare you for college. In fact, they, they may prepare you for certain types of colleges. And if I understand it correctly, though, you do find a little bit of evidence that students who take vocational courses are less likely to enroll in college, but but it has no effect on their probability of completing. And I could imagine putting a very positive spin on that, which would be 
you know, look, we don't want students who to enroll in college if they're not going to complete it. All they end up with is uh, debt and and no degree. And so to the extent that vocational courses are helping students make the right decisions about their post-secondary education, that could be quite a positive. Yeah, that's exactly right. And in fact, um, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And what about their earnings? Yeah, and that that was that was actually the the primary our primary interest, and, and and honestly, what is is I think what this data in our kind of setup is is best positioned to answer is to be able to look at um, effects on earnings. Um, and let me give you just a blanket uh, caveat, which is you know actually looking at the, the causal effect of um, you know your course taking in high school on uh, what you would earn in the labor market is a difficult thing to answer. Um, uh, because the people that take um, their courses, uh, more vocational courses might be different than people take more academic courses. And so our best approach to this is to basically um, try to control for everything that we can in terms of um, students' characteristics that predict uh, what their educational um, behavior would be like in high school and then what might affect their, their labor market outcomes. Um, so, you know, absent some random experiment where a bunch of people get um, you know, uh, exposed to a vocational education, and we compare them to people that didn't. Um, this, I think, is sort of the best we can do. Um, so, with that blanket caveat, uh, we basically compare you know students in their early 30s, early to mid 30s, uh, some that took more vocational courses and some that took fewer, um, and and particularly sort of introductory vocational courses and and more specialized. Um, and we we compare their earnings, and so what we find is. Um, that students that took basically the equivalent of one additional uh, specialized vocational course earn about 2% more um, in the labor market than those that took one fewer. Um, and that's sort of uh, one course, meaning like a full year's worth of coursework. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, we don't really find any positive effects of taking one additional introductory course. So it really does look like sort of specializing is, uh, is is valuable when it comes to CTE course taking, uh, and much more so than than just you know taking introducting smattering of courses. So these advanced vocational courses seem to carry value in the labor market. How does that value compare to that of academic courses? Yeah, um, some of the um, so we find that you know academic courses. Uh, also are valuable in the labor market, um, though uh, it looks like uh, much of that could be operating through the mechanism of college uh, enrollment and completion. Um, so academic coursework and having a strong background in, in your academics uh, makes it it's highly um, correlated with going to college and then and, and completing college. Um, but uh, once you condition on college, those courses Tend not to be as as valuable. So you know, getting to college and, and getting a degree is, is is the mechanism through which those courses help you in the labor market, or it's one big mechanism. And that's not the case actually with um, with CTE. Um, it seems to operate sort of independent of uh, the, the the college um, channel. So it's the knowledge and skills gained, presumably, that are driving the higher levels of earnings. Are those earnings? results driven by specific types of vocational courses or courses in particular fields? They are. Um, I mean, as we, as we mentioned, the, you know, the, 
what is a vocational course is, is quite varied. Um, we do find, though, the largest uh, effects, the, the largest earning gains for students that specialized in um, some industrial and, and transportation-related uh, CTE courses, uh, some healthcare courses, and and business courses. Um, there's uh, you know another set of courses which are more general. I mean, another big category is general labor market preparation, including um, keyboarding. Um, those tend not to be as, um, as as strong predictors of success in the labor market. So let's make this concrete. What advice would you have? based on your research for a parent of a high schooler who's considering whether or not to incorporate vocational courses into their schedule? Yeah, I think that the, you know, and there's, there's actually one, one more dimension, which our study can't actually illustrate but, or eliminate, which is um, the likelihood this has on students graduating from high school. So I think there's good evidence actually from another setting in Massachusetts that suggests that um, having uh, the opportunity to take these courses impacts your, uh, positively impacts your, your likelihood of graduating from high school among students that are um, kind of interested in, in, in these types of courses. And so taken all together, um, I think it's, it's very important that students get exposed to vocational courses, that that's an in- integral part of the portfolio of um, educational experiences available to students um, in high schools. So one is to sort of fight uh, to make sure that, that high school students have the opportunity to take these courses um, and a variety of them, uh, particularly uh, specialized uh, courses. Um, but, but for parents and students, I think the importance of, um, you know, it, this underlies the importance of basically taking these courses early, getting exposed to them, uh, such that you're able to, to find um, something that is a, a good fit for you. Um, and I think even with, um, even with the real high uh, the standards for sort of academic course taking in high schools, there still is room in, in student schedules to, to specialize in um, a vocational course. So you, even if you were planning to go to a four-year college and you are focused on academics, um, you know, taking a, uh, specializing in a vocational track as well um, is not um, going to get in the way of that and, and, and I'll give ultimately could be a, a good thing. And what are the main takeaways for policymakers? For policymakers, I think we've been so focused on academic coursework and increasing standards for college, uh, for high school uh, graduation and college entrance, and all that has been focused on the academic coursework. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but um, I think against that, uh, we've seen uh, uh, an erosion of support financially and just uh, um, politically for this type of, of uh, education in high school, and, it, and it's just important. It's important for students, it's important for families, it's important to, for the labor market and employers, and I think um, we need to continue to invest in uh, these type of courses and make them available to students in high schools. Seems like in particular to invest in these pathways where students are not just taking a smattering of introductory courses with general job skills as the target, but really able to uh, prepare themselves for a specific career path. Exactly, exactly. My guest today has been Kevin Stang, Associate Professor of Public Policy at the University of Michigan and co-author of Depth Over Breadth, The Value of Vocational Education in U.S. High Schools. Kevin, thanks for being part of the podcast. Thank you for including me, Marty. Take care. You've been listening to the Ednext Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you use so that you don't miss an episode. And especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It helps us find more listeners and more listeners to find us.